Welcome everybody to a bonus episode of Adeptus Ridiculous. My name is Bricky, my co-host is DK, and we are here to bring to you Warhammer and Warhammer adjacent content to you today. But before we get too into it, go ahead and check out patreon.com slash Ridiculous in the description for many, many benefits, as in seeing bloopers if they happen, awesome HD posters. The last one is a tier with giant tits. You know you love it. <laughs> Access to our Discord, of course, as well, to chat with your fellow peeps. And so on. Uh, and also, uh, uh, shit, is this where I passed off to DK? Uh, DK, tell yeah, us yeah, about yeah. the book club. Book club, we're doing Twice Dead King Reign. It's pretty great, and that might be important for today's bonus episode. We'll talk about it. And if you want some really sick merch, like Adeptus Ridiculous Dice, they're black dice, gold pips, uh, white Adeptus Ridiculous Skull, Orchid8.com. Also, get some really cool, legally distinct Adeptus Ridiculous merch, like an I'm a Tank hoodie, or just our logo on a big hoodie. Yeah. Also, uh, don't forget, if you are part of the Imperial slash Chaos Knight fan art contest, that oh. ends at the end of February, so you still got practically a whole month to do it. Um, but that ends then. Make sure you get your submissions in via the email in the description or on our Twitter. And, uh, and yeah, cool. Cool. DK? Yes. Someone's in our walls. Oh, no. Who did uh, we put in the walls this time? I don't know. Let's listen closely and see if we can hear them. <laughs> no, I don't know. Say anything. something, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how... Uh, it's all right. Hey, help, I'm in your walls. I don't know how that goes. But yeah. Hello, no. my name's Richard. His name is Richard. Richard, we have a guest today. We have an interview today. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Richard Reed, uh, current uh, current voice of uh, many a Necron for the people who watch our stuff, but also I'm sure doing much, much other audio work in the past. But if we say the audiobook reader of Twice Dead King and Infinite Divine, I think that's where our fans will kind of yeah. click yep, as soon click as possible. In. How are you doing, Richard? Yeah. I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, how, how are you two? Well, you know, it's 9 a.m., so you already commented about that before the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yes, we, yes, all right, yes, but I've already said how I was, so you're asking me twice as well. But the viewers <laughs> don't know how you uh, They don't okay. know, yeah. man. I do really well. Thank you for having me on this <laughs> Excellent. All right, now we're on the same page. I yeah. find it hilarious that when you first came in, he was like, oh, yeah, it's like 5 a.m. for me, but boy, do I feel bad for you guys having to wake up at 8 a.m. It's like, well, wait it's, a minute. It's wait, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Oh, see, okay, yeah. look, I'm a dumb American that doesn't really yeah. know time zones very time well. Zones, so, yeah. Yeah. Did you not hear the, the British accent there, DK? <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know what the actual time zones are, like, because I'm I stupid. Think- to it's, be 5 a.m., I'd have to be in sort of the Pacific Ocean or something right now, like streaming you, live. Yeah, I mean, in like in like Hawaii or something. I yeah, hear yeah. the Pacific Ocean is lovely this time. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about 15 <laughs> minutes away from it. I wouldn't yeah. mind being in Hawaii right now. <laughs> you you've lived in Hawaii for like five I, years. Yeah, and it's great. Wow. It's, it's wonderful. You can't afford to live there though. It's so expensive. No. Yeah. Uh, wait, it's Richard, do you live in? Yeah, sorry. Do, do you live <laughs> in London? Uh, I I live kind of just outside London, really. Uh, okay. I've I've lived all over the place in the UK. Um, I used to live in Yorkshire, but now I'm I'm originally from a, a county called Essex, um, which is just outside London. I, I'm glad you pronounced as Yorkshire, so I no longer have to say Yorkshire, and now I Yorkshire. know how to properly <laughs> pronounce it. 
Excellent. And, and, Worc- and Worcestershire. You guys always get that wrong. Oh, yes. Worcestershire. Sure, sure, oh, sure, what? Sauce. No Worcester sauce? <laughs> Worc- yeah, yeah. No? No Worcester? Yeah, yeah. Worcester shots. Hey, dude. It's like, dude, do you do like voice impressions or something? That was really good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good accent. How do you do that? Yeah, maybe I've got a, you know, a, a, a sort of a career in it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. you should consider maybe. it, you know, if you haven't already. Consider going into like voice work, dude. Really spot on. Um, actually, that's a that's a great Dean Kamen right there, uh, Richard. Do you know who Dean? Do you know who Dean Kamen is? <laughs> I do not know. Please He's the inventor me. of the Segway. Ah, I was ah, going to say, so lovely Segway, lovely. Hey, um, now I can mm-hmm. tip my hat to that chap. Tip my tip my hat. Oh my lord! I couldn't um, sound any more British, could I? Jesus. I'm stealing that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was uh, when I was at LVO. I uh, I fought a guy who um, came from came from the UK, and he had a bunch of bunch of Tyranids and Hive Guard. And I saw on the other side table, he had all the Hive Guard. He's like, yeah, a bit cringe in it. It's just, <laughs> it just like, oh, perfect. I'm gonna have a good game today. <laughs> Um, anyway, this, the Dean came in there. I was actually, because yeah. we were talking about, uh, you know, different um, uh, voice work and stuff. I actually wanted to ask, you know, because obviously right now in our fan base, all the Necron stuff. But uh, where did you kind of get yourself started with that? With, like, all the voice work and, and any kind so of uh, with, with stuff? With Warhammer? Uh, uh, either or. or originally to begin general. with and Warhammer past, if you'd like. Okay, so... Um, so I originally went to drama school. Well, I've been I've been acting since I was about seven, um, and I sort of went to to school and everything. And and it sort of I was thinking, well, I'm coming towards the end of school. Uh, what do I actually want to do afterwards? And I thought, well, what am I actually good at? Uh, acting. So I went to uh, university and then drama school trained, and then um, at drama school I was sort of got in with. Um, the radio company uh sort of the radio team there and the director in that sort of department was very kind enough to give me a few audio drama jobs um very early on and then it sort of evolved from there you know as as with everything the ball sorts sorts of um you know gets rolling a bit more and mm-hmm. we sort of go on from there but with warhammer <clears throat> i think it i've always been kind of semi-interested in war warhammer um and i played what was that mmo back in oh like 2008 was it age of oh, Reckoning or something like that um or, maybe or, something like that yeah, yeah in the, in the late I, or early uh in the late first decade right yeah and i played that for a while at university and i i thought i loved it but i never painted the miniatures i've kind of seen them from afar and then it was total war warhammer and I saw the trailers for that, and I thought, "Oh, I want to get on that. That looks really cool." <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So I kind of dove in from there, and I started painting uh, some orcs up. And it was it was all the fantasy side that I've kind of started with because I f- I felt personally I felt forty k was just too deep. I was a bit, you know, daunted by it, mm-hmm. but um, which I think is very valid because it's extremely broad, and I think the best way is to sort of pick what you like and sort of go in from there. But um, but yeah, then I sort of, as I said, I painted up the miniatures and I thought, oh, I want I want a piece of this action, and I was lucky enough to get an audition for the second game, 
Oh, the least. second Total War Warhammer game. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, you're so, in that? Yeah, I'm Setra in that one. Oh shit, I didn't even know that. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, Setra? Uh, how's that? How's that spelled? Setra. Uh, I've I've never e played him. Who is who's Setra? So Setra, ah, sorry for people who don't know, because he's actually pretty popular. So there's a faction called the Tomb Kings. Oh, he's um, this fucking dude. Wait, yeah, you did this guy? What the fuck? Yeah, he's basically the the sort of overlord of the Tomb Kings. He's like the daddy Damn. of the Tomb Kings. Maybe like um, Trazin, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. But he's sort of, you know, in incredibly egotistical and... Um, that sounds like so, him, all right. Yeah, he's psychotic. <laughs> but he was considered the best um, sort of king, if you like, of, of that time. And then obviously Nagash got his mitts on some dark magic and they all became mummified. But yeah, so that's the fantasy side but yeah and then i kind of got got in touch with the guys over at the who do the books for games workshop and uh yeah the rest is history the uh the black library i'm wow. assuming you're referring that's all, right all those the black library noise. yeah yeah and because i had audio drama experience i started doing um the audio dramas first and then as you know, as things happen, it sort of moved on from there. And I'd always wanted to do books, but at the time I was very new to books and I was a bit daunted by them. But they are they are very long. And I can imagine yeah. the, the amount of takes you need to do and considering that it's like a like, well, well, like a, a average book's like eleven hours or something. I'm a one take wonder, darling. No, no, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you I've been do called... them in one take. Excuse oh my god! Me? The man who voices. I'm just gonna sit down for eleven and a half hours and just bang this. Out. Yeah, oh man, yeah. the, the man who voices Trace and called me darling. Oof, I gotta get a fan. <laughs> woo, yeah. Did um, you? Oh my. <laughs> did you oo woo me on my on our fucking podcast? He just oo wooed you. Yep. Holy shit, DK. DK, what did, did you did you talk to him before this episode? I, I, I had nothing to do with this. Did you corrupt I, him? Uh, mm -mm, mm -mm, this is not me. I didn't. Uh, you're, so, a um, you're a bastard. So yeah, so it was just kind of it just sort of went from there. But you know, and the, I as I said before, I had no real experience with the 40k universe, and it's actually been a a really amazing experience um, to read the books and almost learn as, as, I, as I go along in some ways. And you, obviously I, I do some codex like reading and on like um, and background, like sort of loose background lore, but just as, especially with uh, Mephiston, I had no idea about really who Mephiston was. Oh, he's a, he's a like, Chad. Yeah. He's yeah. Dope. And then, and then I started, you know, reading them and I was like, damn, he's actually pretty badass. Mephiston, the Mephiston's the a character. Yeah, I was actually about to say the the um, going from uh, uh, from Setra to the Necrons seems like a completely natural evolution, considering the the kind of the yin and yang of the fantasy and the forty k worlds. Yeah, in in some ways, yeah, Necrons are basically sci fi tomb kings. Uh, well, that's just me, my interpretation of it, anyway. Um, yeah, GW I mean, likes but, to do that. They have, they have very similarities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense, though, and it, it makes total sense. Um, yeah, so that's just, that was kind of almost like a starting block for the Necron books, and then it obviously went from there. Was Because um, I know we first heard of you uh, when we were at the Infinite Divine, because mm -hmm. that was kind of like... 
-hmm. was kind of hot. It was hot off the presses at the time, and everyone was yeah, it was very popular. Yeah, super popular. Everyone liked Trazen beforehand, but then you know you got you finally got a really good Necron book that was their new lore, not their old like Terminator uh -huh. lore. Um, was that your first Necron role, or? Uh, yes, I think it was, yeah. That was the I first one? It wasn't your first audiobook, though. No, 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 no. No, it was my first Necron, uh, sort of involvement. And even, I think, I could be wrong, you know, you know, your memory sort of <laughs> blends things together. But I think that was almost fresh lore for me, right off the bat, because I, I obviously knew of them. But I didn't know the depths of their sort of law, um, oh. so I think yeah, which might explain a lot. A lot. It might not, but because I, <laughs> I, I, I think I think before they'd been obviously like sort of like I am a Necron, I do this, I do that, and I thought for the first book for Infinite and Divine especially, you can't do um, characters, especially these big characters, as this sort of monotonous droning. I am a robot voice. It just it would just be incredibly boring. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to give them a bit of life, and the story lent itself to that. And so well, I had this idea that sorry, I had this idea that these the main characters had character to them, and the subordinates were a bit more uh, machine like, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, which which really uh, works well lore wise too, because uh, Necrons biotransference they get like the the much more pristine body and mental faculties if they're like high yeah. lords and overlords, yeah. whereas like a lowly warriors people. Yeah. Well, that kind of just works up in society. Really, everybody remembers the sort of rich <laughs> nobility, if you will, and the. Yeah. Oh the, yeah, um, normal. The commoners people. get lumped in as like these drones, yeah. right? And that's, I mean, and that's today, and it's always been forever. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been there was that fantastic part in uh, Twice Dead King Ruin where they were talking about them uh, in the the biotransference lines, and oh, all the yeah. all the pe the peasants were just in like piles on the sides. They were in yeah. sick carts. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, they were, and you know, it didn't have you know, it wasn't necessarily subtle, but it didn't have to be. It made its point very clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you can just imagine the sort of quality that they were kind of given. Maybe they were given um, lesser quality um, materials during during their biotransference anyway, so which can yeah. sort of render their brain activity inert. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just sort of going yeah. off on my own tangent. Uh, who knows? Guy who literally reads the books. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I have no idea. Dude, I I just read them. So how how does one of these uh, recording sessions go? Like, uh, how much information do they give you? Are they like, yep, here's the book, read it, uh, make the characters as cool or whatever as you want? Or Because they've got to give you, like, some direction. Like, oh, Trazen should oh. sound a little like this, Orkin should sound like this, Ultic should do this. And, uh, yeah, like, well, how does that process go? I think the, the good thing, the thing that I love about working with um, GW Games Workshop is they kind of... They semi let you do what you want. They semi let you interpret because I'm the actor, and they allow the actor to interpret the text um, mm. in an, any way they want to. I mean, pe people have played Mephiston before me, and will do after me. Yeah, everybody, every actor will have their own interpretation of how um, he sounds. So I think right. I think um, in some books he's sort of 
given a sort of I am a fist on and and I was a bit like <laughs> I'm a fist on sort of thing so it's it's really up to interpretation which is I mean with the sessions they obviously give you uh law if it's a new uh faction or universe mm-hmm. um and they give you like a little breakdown but um for the most part I mean earlier on they they gave you more information and I needed it but as time progresses and you get more familiar you sort of i just sort of crack on with it and and if i you know i see right. and i just um you know write up what i think x sounds like and take it okay. to the directors and they think yay or nay do you have a lot of um do you have a lot of uh talk with the author for example like Nate Crowley for uh the twice do zero. you like oh they... zero really Maybe interesting yeah yeah I think um, you very, very rarely um, have, you know, uh, discussions with with the author Um, because sometimes, I mean, especially in in audio dramas, sometimes having the author there, it would just I don't I, I can't talk to about Warhammer in this respect because I don't know their policy on it. But usually when you have an author in the in the room with you, it it just takes 10 times longer. Um, oh, not, like they kind of over. I don't want to yeah, say not, overcomplicate it, but like they have a specific vision, and if you uh-huh. divert from it even a little bit, it maybe gets a little yeah. too. And that's in no way to criticize the author's work because sure. they do absolutely fantastic work. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes you know, instead of <clears throat> you, you have to. You've got a twelve, thirteen hour book that you've got to crack on with, and yeah. just to have a sort of um, discussions about the sort of sound of x character versus y it would just take ages so mm-hmm. you have to be like okay this guy sounds like this okay yeah that works let's go for it yeah i think and i think it's and i think also i think probably mainly as a as to say i don't know i don't organize these sorts of things but i would assume it's mainly just logistics as well we all live all over the country some people live abroad as well so it it just doesn't really work <laughs> yeah to, to have people yeah. fly although i think for um realm slayer we had uh, david in uh so yeah so sometimes they come in for the audience it's, how, it's interesting cuz cuz the um cuz i i mean I, I assume there'd be like a tiny bit where it's like hey uh uh mentep is a cryptech should he sound yeah. old or uh, does he sound different like a, like I, small I, things like that yeah. i think what happens sometimes is they the authors, I don't, as I say, again, I don't know, but the authors may or may not give information to the engineers and directors. Yeah. I was mm. going to say, they, there's probably, like, directors and engineers they, that they trust, I, that they're yeah. like, yeah, they kind of know my work and they know how to, like, they know what to tell the people to sound like. And, yeah. Well, they, and they, I'm sure they have discussions, but as, uh, sure, with, yeah. the, with the uh, authors, but as the actor, I... I don't have, um, I don't talk to the writers much, if at right. all. How's uh, how's how's work been with COVID? Like how that because that's gotta yeah, be fine. rough in your industry. Like I I keep seeing voice actors be like, yeah, I had to build my own voice booth because this is just some bullshit and uh, and well, make my own little studio and like how's how how you doing? You all right? <laughs> I'm I'm really no no it's fine. <laughs> It's actually no. It's it's um, to be honest. I had a, a little home setup thing going on before COVID, anyway. So okay. for me, it's a sort of 
business as usual. Um, and the thing with the books as well, you can you can go into studios or you can do record from home. They're so flexible. I mean, so I've recorded a couple from home and mostly in studios. So in terms of in terms of maybe more people entering the voiceover realm, the industry, yeah, much mm-hmm. bit, probably a bit more competitive. Um, but overall, you know, it seems to be pretty much okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. I was kind of curious about that too, because I heard like a lot of people had to put down, down exorbitant amounts of money to get a home studio set up properly. Because they yeah. normally people yeah, who live in like LA or something, they just travel to easy uh, easy studio mm-hmm. well a lot of people have but i mean i wasn't one of them <laughs> but, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd already done it but i, I, I kind of think... thought that same thing when lockdown happened i was like damn my work is not compromised in any way but shit i kind of wanted a day off <laughs> i've literally nothing yeah, has well, changed now <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's it's been i think um i think a lot of industries are struggling perhaps or finding ways to go around enabling sort of home recordings but I think for the most part for me you know it's I I just do the project either way or anyway okay yeah no it's been good it's been (laughs) fine yeah yeah it's been fine good 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 because that's that's that was always a question I think what we both had is like how does that because for our industry nothing fucking changes nothing right yeah, if you're like how, are you okay during covid i'm like i it's it's this literally is, the exact we, same i, I yeah. we just got to keep isolated but i think yeah i think <clears throat> i'm in the similar uh, position as as you guys maybe because you know it's business as as normal but the parameters are slightly different and obviously mm-hmm. i don't know i i've sensed like there's been um well there's obviously a lot of tension but a sort of maybe more flexibility than before in some areas as well. People are a bit more um, sort of as a, well flexible, I guess. Yeah, kind of have yeah. to become more flexible too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of places have realized that they don't need employees in every single day, and and the volume of like, hey, this meeting could have been an email. I think it's mm. finally been realized <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I think the important. Sorry, I was just going to say. I think the important thing is though that obviously people are still employed you know yes <laughs> because mm. i don't, i wouldn't want you know people bosses or whatever to think well we've gone without this so why don't we just get rid of it entirely you know? a lot yeah. of people out here in america are are making a, their damn uh damn goal to not be employed anymore and uh and, and honestly <laughs> i heard about uh, that yeah, yeah. Uh, good Show that employer who's boss you know i, I Ch- chipotle will will piss on your on your grave they could so honestly i'm fine with it oh really oh okay well well you know cor- oh, there goes the chipotle sponsorship yeah, yeah there, there yeah, it goes yeah. I, you know just God cor- damn it. coming right corporate up corporate america yeah. <laughs> you know that whole thing you know and a lot of a lot of the the whole anti-work movement's kind of been rising up a bit and i think covid really kind of kind of nailed that that last nail in the coffin yeah. like wow these people do not give a shit about you yeah nope. you're right actually there has been a sort of whereas these sort of billionaires perhaps have gone under the radar slightly there's a lot more criticism of them now and people just straight up leaving these you know well as you say these jobs 
I didn't know Chipotle was that bad though. I didn't... Oh no, I just used Chipotle as an example, like like a oh. like a, a common restaurant, <laughs> McDonald's, whatever the hell. Um, King, yeah, yeah. yeah, though I mean, like remember that when COVID first hit and like every celebrity in the world was like, we're all in this together as they're live streaming from like their forty mil house in, Whoa, in the LA Hills, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Now, so Get so speaking of, so speaking of rich assholes, let's talk Necrons. Um, <laughs> let's, go. <laughs> let's go. So um, I mean, obviously, me and DK here were. Massive fucking Necron fans. Oh, yeah. Necron uh, okay. supremacy. Yeah, we, yeah, okay. we we honestly think that the lore for them has been handled probably the best out of any yeah. of the factions lately, because mm-hmm. um, they had their little Redux going from Beep mm-hmm. Boop to uh, to Nobles, and then and then the Twice Dead series really added even more to that with like uh, the idea that the Nobles are they're not unthinking unfeeling robots they are people trapped in robot body kind of concepts yeah right yes of course yeah well they and they have a they have a loose soul i guess well they they do or they don't don't they i guess yeah. i guess they they literally don't have a soul but yeah. they they have like the motion still there that's kind of uh-huh. like creeping on them yeah that disfrack is horrifying but oh my god we haven't, uh, finished, we haven't finished rain yet so we gotta be careful yeah, on that yeah, one yeah. but yeah, the the I have no mouth and I'm a scream kind of kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so considering that you did the neg- not not Nagash, um, crap, etc. Cetera. Um, cetera. How dare you? How dare you? I I, I don't do the fantasy thing. Fan well, confirmed. I don't do the fantasy <laughs> thing. Nagash is Setra's absolute peak enemy. He cannot. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Really oh, fucked absolutely. up, Ricky. Yeah. I, I am. Just, yeah. I am posting cringe. I apologize. Oh. Um, <laughs> though, uh, w- w- actually, okay. Side note: which which faction in in fantasy is the bone IRS that takes your bones? Oh, um, uh, well, the, like I think it's Catacross. It's Bone uh, Reapers. Bone Reapers. That's uh, okay. I, I I was told about the bone IRS a bit ago, and I kind of want to make some bone yeah. IRS. Yeah. I I only know the haunts from fantasy, so I can't really. I can't, ah. really, I can't help you. I, I guess it's a bunch of a bunch of like skeletons that come to a town. They're like, "You owe us this many bones," and if you yeah. say no, they're like, "We're gonna take your bones." I think there was this loose law thing where the uh, ogres were um, sort of getting bones for them. Because obviously they eat loads, <laughs> and then they were like, "Ah, ah, ah, not anymore!" And they sort of had an uprising, and then yeah, a fight. I think I could, I could have made, I might have just made that up right now, but <laughs> it, it sounds, sounds convincing. It's fine. <laughs> it we sounds, don't do, whatever. We don't do Sigmar. We believe you. <laughs> the comments yeah. might act. The comments yeah. might actually, but who reads those, yeah. right? Yeah. Ah. yeah. Oh. So that was actually the question is, um, you know, obviously for for Warhammer stuff, you know, you you have a, you have a natural advantage of, of being of being a, a British man because that's a very large majority of the voice acting. But it helps, yeah. you did the this Egyptian kind of accent a lot now. <laughs> how how did you how did you get that well, going? <laughs> well, my I am not obviously Egyptian in any way and I and I didn't want to make a kind of a, an attempt at that in any particular way but I what I wanted because there's obviously um a kind of almost Egyptian-ish iconography with the Necrons I kind of yeah. just wanted to give an accent that was 
<laughs> different, pretty much. Because kind of, kind of with, loose. Yeah, very, very loose. Sort of Mediterranean, maybe. Like it could, mm. it could, it could be anywhere. Like I wasn't because they're not from Greece. They're not from Egypt. They're not. They're from you know the stars. They're in you know it's a mm. made up sort of. Um, well, universe really, but I just obviously with there's a lot of space marines. I'm like oh, I'm a space marine and all that sort of thing, <laughs> and uh, and I just I didn't want another kind of hello. I'm a Necron. It was just I know that's been done before quite a lot of times, and with this sort of new take on it, I wanted to give it a different flavor and just to have a bit more, you know. Interesting. It, it, it needs tones, more pizzazz than, yeah. than an ultramarine. Yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. And also, it, as I said before, sorry, as I said before, there were you know Necrons have been like I am a Necron, and it's just it's just a bit it's just a bit boring, really. I just on the to nose bit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to give it more character and flavor, really. Yeah. And it has like this air of nobility to it that they kind of need, like especially Absolutely, like the name yeah. Necron characters, like yeah. they need that like differential nobility yeah. air to them. Yeah, it has yeah, this unless sense of reality. Uh, unless you're fucking, um, oh god, what the hell is his name? Um, oh, Bricky messing up names again, dude. This dude, is... the Necron names are impossible. Okay, they all end <laughs> in a, in a, in a. Um, what's what's the, the the hammer dude who always speaks in the third person? Oh, Zoltanek. Oh, Zoltanek. Zoltanek. Yeah. Unless you're Zoltanek. Uh, he's, he's always... Yeah. He, where he has nobility, but he sounds kind of like a doofus. Yeah, or he's or Neth, who sounds like yeah. he's just one tick away from mm, a blue mm, screen mm, of death. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's the Xbox 360 red ring. That's what happens yeah. on his like core flux when he dies. He just like yeah. goes beep, beep, beep. Well, that's what I like doing about... The, like, What's what I love about these books as well. You, you sort of... You, you really become attached to certain characters and... I I genuinely felt kind of a bit sad after the end of the the second. I won't give anything away, but mm. I just felt I've just felt sad that it was over. I had a really good time, and it's very like when I it, I I struggle sometimes to remember back on on points in the books because when I read them, I I read them very much in the moment, and mm. it's almost like a sort of a dream, if you will, and bits are picked out here and there. But sometimes, you know, you give you give it very much all in the moment. And as I said, when the the last one uh, sort of wrapped up, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> I want another one. Yeah, yeah, come on, Nate. Yeah, we're come uh, on. I, I'm I'm about I think halfway through. They're uh, they're currently uh -huh. fucking around with the trebuchet. Um, oh yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, which is which is quite enjoyable. But uh, uh, I know DK's farther than I am currently. A little bit. Yeah. If I told you where I was specifically, it would spoil a little bit for you, Bricky. So gotcha. I won't. I will. I won't, you know. We'll wait. Um, though I I must I must admit uh, a a personal favorite character of the book so far is absolutely Lysicor. Um, oh, yeah. He's he's got such a I, I don't I don't know what it is about the voice you give him but he, he sounds like such a conniving dickhead. Lysicor, yeah, yeah, he's a, exactly. He's right well, he is he is a conniving yeah. dick. That's exactly I, 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 well, what he is. it's impressive to have the conniving dickness come out in vocals so well is what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, 
don't know what job well done. Yeah. 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 yeah, excellent. You, Good job. You Rick. portray a conniving dick. dickhead <laughs> yeah. real well, Absolutely. real spot yeah. on, buddy. Yeah. It's like I didn't no even try for required. that voice though. What uh-huh. the hell? Yeah. I just my put, natural voice. Was, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Rich, mean... Rich, have you ever uh, have you ever VA'd orcs in the past? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, DK knows where this is going. We did. Well, I did. I've done a few orcs in audio dramas and i did a short story orc short story which is really fun we uh dk <sighs> randomly during one of our orc episodes just oh, fucking no. threw out a random impression and for some reason he does a really goddamn good job oh wow it's cause okay. I, I i i read brutal cunning and i just tried to like uh mimic oh. the, the person that did that and apparently people think it sounds very orcish but I, I specifically don't want to do it for you because you're from the UK, <laughs> and I feel like anybody from the UK is just gonna be like, "Wow, what a what a tool." What Bro, a, we've listen, we've literally lost absolute... all of our Italian fans already. Okay, so it just doesn't matter. <laughs> what a limey bastard this guy is. Uh, I won't. Not... I won't ever force anybody to do a. And I. I will. Like, <laughs> that's one of the most cringe things. Like. They say, oh, you're a voice actor. Go on, give us a voice. And you're like, okay. <laughs> give us a voice. That, that's that's <laughs> we. That's an awesome give us there. a voice, in it. <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah, good job, DK. Thanks. Yeah. See, that's what you've got to do. you got to warm them up and make them think yeah. they're not going to do anything. And bam, and then you do a voice. Yeah, you gotta, you got to tickle their balls a little bit. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, don't, that's I, really I've, I have been a professional ball tickler for years now, DK, so I think we're, <laughs> oh, I think no. we're solid. I don't, that's, nice, mm. that's nice to know. I'm questioning everything we've ever done for the last year and a half now. What's wrong, DK? What, are you a racist? No, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like you! What? <laughs> <laughs> We said, said that earlier. Yes, we have, yeah. It's like, what's wrong, DK? You don't want to tickle my balls? What are you, anti-Semitic? I just don't like just, you. Just throws out off, off, off things. Jesus I Christ. just hate you. <laughs> I just really hate you. It has nothing um, to do with what you stand for. Oh, uh, so, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, Krons and shit. Yeah. Um... So, uh, I mean, I've, I haven't, I've, I mean, we, we haven't finished uh, Rain yet, but it seems to appear that um, there's a good chance there will be a third one. Um, uh, just, I hope so. Yeah, just from like how, <laughs> how people have told me it ends very loosely and, and can, because the first one ended at a pretty hefty cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the, uh, the second one uh, is very, uh, I, I've been told ends also, not quite as a cliffhanger, but there's still plenty to go. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious about the third one, but at, for the first two Twice Dead King books that you can tell us so far, do you have a part that you really particularly enjoyed voice acting? Any particular uh, part where you're like, ah, oh, this part was dope, I like doing this? Well, it's it's funny, sometimes when you, when you read a book, um, when you physically read it in the studio, you think, oh man, that, you know, I could have done that bit a little, a little bit better. And so there was that bit where I think it's Jusiras and Altix. He he's using his his memory, and that they're sort of sparring. No, they're they're looking at a line of warriors, a lineup of warriors. Oh, and, oh yeah, way in the yeah, beginning, I think. Yeah, right at the beginning. And I, as I said, I thought, ah, oh, when I when I did that chapter, I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. I could have done that maybe a bit better. I don't know. But when I listened back to it, I thought, ah, oh, that's that's actually really lovely and atmospheric and i think it was the atmosphere 
that I loved in in that scene. I could really just picture it in my mind's eye. Anything that I can picture really nicely in my mind's eye um, is is a sort of a favourite. But that's so in that one. And obviously, there's I don't know. It's about giving. I don't want to give things away, but there's a very touching scene with Jasiris and Altics, and mm-hmm. I think just seeing. Um, sort of the Imperium from another perspective is always lovely because you get to see that they're not sort of heroic in some ways. They're (laughs) they're just as brutal. No, the the Twice Dead book, Rain, I was telling DK when we did our book club of it, it is arguably the most frightening I've ever seen the Imperium. Yeah. Just like them them going through the stars and then it kind of reveals the fleet of ships chasing down the orcs. It's like, oh my god. I think Nate did a short story um, as well, and it was almost. I think it's from the perspective, I, from a, sort of a, a crew member of one of these. Uh, yeah, vessels. like a like a penal legion uh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and it and it sort of describes. It's like almost from his first person, and it describes the atmosphere of the ship and 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 it was it's a really brutal sort of existence and then when it, it sort of comes on from a different angle so it's almost like he's he's so fanatical that he's like oh this is the best you know we're doing a good thing and it's like it's almost like you know that starship troopers bit and they land on the planet <laughs> and his friends just get vaporized by sort of gauss like like uh, beams and yeah and it's just like, the horror that he can uh, he sense so but but I th- well, so both sides are equally brutal. You know, there's no. Oh, yeah, the Necrons aren't great people either. No, there really exactly. aren't any great people in but, 40k uh, in no, general. So it's, no. just, it's just varying shades of gray, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they sacrifice their own people to become metal, you know, soulless beings. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't exactly call them the greatest, but no, <laughs> they're also they're also really racist. They're oh, running around, be like, "Oh, the unclean are touching yeah, the me." Unclean. Ew. Humans, yeah, yeah. Ew. That, there's that part in the beginning of the first book where he's just like shanking that orc, and he's like, "Oh, you yeah. stupid little race, stab, 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 stab." Yeah, and then he's sort of. They have all these um, little scarabs that clean their their sort of carapaces and things like that, and he was just like, they they almost have that sort of. They want to vomit when they see flesh and things like that. So yep. Yeah, you know, I was actually a little, uh, a little disappointed that, well, I don't, you know, only halfway through rain so far, but I didn't get any VA work or anything of the, um, or any, any quotes from the, the like the Blood Angels or anything in the first book. Because I would have liked to hear a couple like heroic for the Emperor charges or something, just, just to kind of like, just like you know, I know they wouldn't really, I guess they could translate it or whatever, but. Um, it was very much oh, like just, just an amalgamation force, you know, like yeah, it's just a yeah. force as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Well, it kind of I feels like that... that's how like the Imperium is being portrayed is just this massive yeah. like, it's just like this swarm. It, it doesn't have yeah. any real individuality to it. So you don't want to give them a voice because then that paints an individual person where it's really they're just a fucking swarm of endless yeah. like oh these guys are prehistoric but there's 30 billion of them yeah. uh, so, it, yeah. it almost treats them like tyranids yeah 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 um well, they, they, there was they are parasitic in their own way someone had a had a funny quote where it's like uh why do eldar um you know you know why are they having such a hard time against you know, humans when they see them as such like inferior 
you know, inferior beings. And it's like, well, for the same reason you'd be terrified if a silverback gorilla blows through your, your wall with a shotgun waving it around <laughs> in full plate armor. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a little, little spooky at times. Yeah. Actually, actually, that that uh, I mentioned that that Jacera's part. I remember. I think I know what you're talking about the part near the end. The uh, mm. oh, the the immortals lighting up is like the best part of the whole fucking book. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yep. When you realize what Jacera's was actually doing that whole time, and he wasn't just yeah. uh, mindlessly cleaning them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's some, there's some really darn, really darn good parts of, of that book. The, um, <laughs> but it's, it's funny you mentioned the, uh, that short story about the penal legion guy because, um, it, out of curiosity, did you ever read slash listen to any of the uh, Night Lord trilogy books? No, but that's on my list. I've heard they were very, very good. Top it to the, put it to the top of your list, you son <laughs> of a bitch. I fucking <laughs> love those books. Top of the list, yep. Top they're of the list. Really um, there's a great moment in the second book, really early on, where uh, there's a, a character named Marook, and he's he's like one of the factory workers in some imperial piece of crap planet, and they uh, they, they have this. It's just that really short period of time where he writes some about him going back from work with his ears ringing and legs hurting after a 15-hour shift, and it's like, only seven more years, and I can finally buy a ticket off this rock. Yeah. Just just that kind of, like, awful, awful living condition of the Imperium, and yep. it reminds me of what you mentioned with the Penal Legion kind of. They're, they're a little bit more fanatic. Yeah. Well, it's it's sort of like the anything that has, like, the blood of the workers kind of vibe to it is also, is just really interesting when you are trying to portray these sort of Space Marines who were, you know, knightly and regal and, you know, superhuman, uh, juxtaposed with the sort of the grime of getting them to that state. Do you know what I mean? By mm-hmm. funding these ships and everything like that, their weapons, etc. Yeah, they're they're very. It, it's interesting to see just to, to the extent they can. Um... Uh, the extent that the the fanaticism, the devotion of like mm-hmm. a regular soldier, whereas the Space Marines, despite being so knightly and everything, are also really huge hypocrites. Yeah. And well, <laughs> welcome to the Imperium, right? Welcome yeah. to the Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind well of their done. motto. We're hypocrites. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I was uh, I, I I was thinking. I just keep thinking about like because one of my favorite factions, the Sisters of Battle, and just oh, just yeah. the disconnect. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> like they're yeah. just fucking insane. It's they so really fu- are. It's so they're fun such though. Insane fanaticals. Yeah, you should check out um, our martyred lady. I have so, read that uh, one. Have, have you Have you listened? Yeah, or, or listen to it. Sorry, listen to it. Yeah, audio drama. That's um, that's uh, if you like Battle Sisters, you know you'll you'll. I think you'll like that one. Well, you've yeah, that one. That one. So. That one started off like a million and a half Celestine Greyfax fan fictions, and you know, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> that was because you're I doing pl- God's work. <laughs> uh, so I play uh, uh, Diasis, the um, sort of evil pope, if you like. And there's a scene in that. Oh, where, you play. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if Diasis was his name, but the uh, the ecclesiarch. The ecclesiarch. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a scene where <laughs> there's like an assassination attempt, and uh, Celestine basically rescues him. And sweeps oh. him up, and he. <laughs> I love these, these <laughs> visions of this sort of 
horrible, like, like wrinkly, skinny, like, sort of Pope just going, Ew! like, flying <laughs> through the air. Being yeah, Greg gr- grabbed him and, like, flew him uh, high yeah. in the air above, like, the crowd. Yeah. He That's right. Fun. I remember that. Just that was pretty early on in the book. That's right, yeah. Yeah. That was fucking funny. Yeah. I try to remember his his name like Decius or, or whatever it was. I I remember that because that was actually a um, that was actually a pretty big development in the in the lore of the Imperium was that book or you know, that so, short story because yeah. yeah. um yeah I forget his name but but yeah because he was trying to repeal the decree passive I that's believe right is what it was called. yeah he was trying to get basically his own army that wasn't just Battle Sisters yeah he was trying to do what what Doge. Doge Van Dyer Doge just cool. tried to do. I love that we've corrupted you and you can't say Doge Van Dyer. I can't do it anymore, man. I, I love can't. It. It's only Doge Van Dyer. Richard, are you familiar with that meme at all? No, no I'm not. No. Oh, thank Christ. We, for some reason, we kept on turning Doge or. D- Oh yeah, go, no, go, so I got it right that time. Goge Van Dyer into a dog. Because <laughs> they're so close. The name is so yeah. close that you know it's he, it's an easy translation. Yeah, I think he definitely would be into crypto. So. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the character developments. Goge Van Dyer would totally be into crypto and NFTs. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he, NFTs uh, for sure. He for, sure. Uh, for the longest time we were talking about how Doge Van Dyer would just. Uh, the sisters of battle will be forced to fight barefoot. This is for the the good, the good of the Imperium. And now yeah. I'm thinking about he's going to start taking pictures and minting them for NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, NFT yeah. Uh, battle sisters feet pics. Yeah. Yep. Without, Way to go, Goge. You've ruined the galaxy. What's One this? CEO of Ubisoft, Goge fan. Wait the fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. Um, DK, did you have any more questions you want to ask her, man? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Mm, can you, can you, Richard? Can you call DK a sussy baka in a in a Necron? Or, no, I'm kidding. Don't worry about it. Really stutter it like Neth if you could. <laughs> <laughs> no, like sussy um, baka. Yeah. My day has been made. <laughs> My day has been ruined. <laughs> the duality of man. One person yeah. loves being called Sussy Baka, the other one rolls yeah. into an early grave. Yeah. Um No, I mean I mean this is this is a good time. Thanks so much for coming by. Uh do you have anything for us that you'd like to ask us or no. <laughs> no, get me the hell out of here. Never talking to you idiots. No, I again. mean, is... so you say you're Necron fans, but what what other sort of um, is it mainly Necron? Do you have Necron armies? I uh, I do. I I have a Necron yeah. army. I've got a I got Zarek. I got Luminar Zeraz. Uh, I don't have Trazen or Orkin because their models are trash. Yeah, they, um, should, they should do new ones. They de- definitely. I think they might actually be redoing Orokin. Uh They okay. have one of those rumor engines, and they said something about how it's going to be divine, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I am a little shocked that they haven't updated Trazen's model. Like, he's so popular. Everybody loves him and his Pokeballs. That, like, he's the how... ultimate Poke- Pokemon, isn't he, really? Yeah, he's the, he's the Pokemon master. He's Ash Ketchum. Like, how, how has he not gotten some crazy, gigantic, updated model? How is, how is that a thing? The, the ending of Infinite Divine is, like, the most 
fan servicey ending, but it's so fucking good that I just can't even be upset about it with the fucking Pokeballs. <laughs> He has um, a shard of a Catan, doesn't he now? Like, he a not? legit shard, right? He has a shard of the Deceiver in his vault that's now. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a little... That's a little sus. Not gonna so, lie. What What would you say your fav- both of your favorite bits from uh, Infinite the Divine would be? Ooh, uh, you wanna go first, DK, or me? <laughs> the, the, the window. Um, <laughs> I I love when uh, Trazen uh, is looking at the window that they accidentally devoted to the Necrons. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Do you yeah. have a window, Orican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole scene's really nice. I, I like that. Yeah. The mistranslation of history and the Imperium yeah. had to come in and be like, "That's not. That's not Necrons. That was that was us." I swear. That was the no. Silver Skull Space Marine. Yeah, the chapter. Silver Skull Space Marine. Yeah, that was That's us. Right. Mm. Yeah, it looks suspiciously like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I got a tie. Either the part when they're watching the opera play and they're talking yep. about whether they would actually so, want mm, their souls back. Yeah, that has a, that has favorites. a really good emotional depth. And yeah. um, but I think my favorite might be when he's chatting up the librarian he's had in service for like eighty years. Oh yeah, they're, they that are both deep. they're both my favorites. Those two scenes. There, it's yeah. just the the sheer like weight of time that just doesn't yeah. exist for these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, really, really, was, really fascinating. There was a real tragedy to that. That poor old man, you know, he's like, oh, hello, and and he's, then you know, sort of, Trazen's like really annoyed, and he's like, I have to retire now, and he's like, what? Why? You know, and just... He that, doesn't was, understand. Yeah, you. he's like, what? Well, you have to, oh, God, it's so inconvenient that you have to die, that sort of thing, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. my, my bones are breaking. Yeah, yeah. But he, he did make something scenes. weird. He was like, yeah, you know, my, my, my kids are in the Scola, they're going to good schools, you know, yeah. just like... Simple shit. Yeah, yeah I, I do like that it's uh, it's actually canon that, that the Necrons have like solid distortion fields where they can pretend like they're human. Yeah, kind of yeah. curious that that could go for some pretty good um, pretty good little possibilities for for later later material where they're like hiding in an Imperial whatever and kind of yeah. like imagine just a watching. sort of um, flesh terrors but with that sort of clicking device on them, sort of so they kind of look half human anyway and they got like bits of skin and that that, that just goes full terminator <laughs> oh boy yeah <laughs> well there's a lot of, there's a lot of skin being Not being uh, thrown around in the, in the yeah. last couple of twice dead books so that goddamn yeah. curse man yeah, yeah, that, that curse. actually made me want to buy a seraptic from the first book <laughs> yeah those things are fucking huge yeah you know, i'm i had i haven't got any necrons um because i obviously paint i paint fantasy stuff but i'm really tempted to get some do it things. you yeah. know you want come to. on you gotta i was actually i was actually gonna commission a, a 3d artist to do an ultix figure and then have like five little mini uh like circles around him that act as his sub mines that are like little tokens you can use for oh, power-ups yeah yeah I, they were cool i like those sub mines they were really tricky if you gotta talk about recording they were really hard to um to sort of differentiate <laughs> yeah differentiate yeah mm. yeah really five tricky. separate minds yeah yeah so the, in the end we just sort of came down it came down to more sort of like personalities rather than vocal tones so much but yeah it was yeah. like oh no <laughs> five sub minds <laughs> in nightmare. one guy's head oh god that's, that's supposed <laughs> to sound like him but you also have to almost like differentiate oh dear but yeah 
Yeah. I think I think we did okay. Uh, you, I you would did, say you did, so. I'd say you did right. excellent. Yeah, yeah. We have we have made so many Kron fans from these last two books, my dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. I think me and DK are at the forefront of, of Necrons are better than everything else. Suck our ass. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if we're at the forefront, but we we a loud we, voice. Literally every time someone says Necrons, we scream Necron supremacy like sheep. That's true. <laughs> I guess we do, don't we? We we, we have made more episodes on Necrons than any other faction, uh, well, with the exception of like if you just combine Space Marines in general. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I'm, so... I'm unbiased, but I I do you know I think what they've done by making them giving them character and breathing life into these metallic soulless bodies is has been really interesting and you know it's been well well worth it it's been fantastic it's uh it is is most definitely breathed a lot of life into the characters yeah. and yeah. i like i like the the people trapped in robot bodies idea yeah. that the nobles have as opposed to the old stuff so Good I shit. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, so I'll just say quickly. I think back when, uh, sort of maybe three, two, three years ago, I was saying, oh, you know, Necrons. They're not. They don't really have a lot of love, do they? Are there some really good Necron books? And I think the uh, the the director was just like, ah, oh, you wait and see. And then uh, <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, have this. Bang. I was like, oh, okay. I'll do this one. <laughs> I guess I'll do this. This is yeah, yeah. And now you're the voice of Trace in the Infinite, the most popular yeah. Necron character in the in the yeah. thing. Let's go. Yep. Yep. But yep. but as I say, what's great about working with Warhammer and GW is that somebody else will um, voice him, no doubt, um, and they will do an uh, just as just a good a job. So it's really like I love the and it, sort of every new actor gives a different flavor to the character. Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, it, it's really nice, and it also adds a little bit of like personal preference to it. I yeah. always think Warhammer's all like Star Wars, where some things are really good, some things Absolutely. aren't that good, and you can kind of pick yeah. and choose what you want. Man, yeah. Um, so it's great. Anyway, uh, wait, you, man, Richard, you were like, ah, we'll only be there for thirty minutes. I told you we would go longer. <laughs> I told yeah. you we'd we uh, start talking about random bullshit. When we yeah. go off the rails, it never lasts thirty minutes. That's. <laughs> um, hey, Richard, thanks for coming on, man. Really thanks appreciate you me. doing this. Yeah, yeah no, it was. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, it's it's um it's been a real pleasure like recording these um books. So long, long may it continue. Hopefully, Touchwood. Yes, please keep it up. We need more. <laughs> yes, I and, and and despite it being good for many people to get work, please do voice the third twice dead book because it would be very <laughs> jarring to, to have someone else. Well, or if yeah. they could just if they could just let you voice all of the Necron books, I'd be fine with that too. Forever. You know what, Richard? I want you to be the the sole VA of all Black Library content. I want you voicing <laughs> the men. I want you voicing the women. I want you voicing the Tyranids. <laughs> That's that. I, I don't know if he has enough time in the day for that, Bricky. That's think, not what uh, matters. Get the big bucks, baby. It's about the money. <laughs> I think Keeble, Longworth, and John Banks would be very unimpressed, and Emma Gregory as well. That'd be J- Jonathan. Unimpressed. Jonathan Keeble is a very, very good VA. He's he was basically sorry. I know we'll wrap up soon. He was basically uh, my inspiration, if you will, into getting into books and uh, 
well voice acting in general he was one of the i i listened to like a lot of books and i was like this what this author i mean this narrator he's damn good and then it would just be keeble all the time <laughs> and i was like okay he's pretty good <laughs> you know what if we ever have keeble on we'll make sure to tell him everything you said and make you feel very embarrassed uh, oh he knows it <laughs> okay good, good, good. <laughs> I, I just wrote I, s- I just wrote them a love letter how they they know yeah whenever i see him i fanboy <laughs> And we're all sort of, we're all very British, and we're like, oh, yes, well, yes, it's very good. Uh, yes, move along. So. <laughs> move along. It's <laughs> very British indeed. Uh, all right, we're, all right, right Shia's going to have to edit all of this. we yeah. got to cut it off. All right. Oh, okay, um, okay, fine. Uh, re- oh, but real quick, um, Richard, shout out your uh, your stuff, your your socials, oh, yeah. all that stuff. Get, get yourself out there. Oh, yeah, so if you want to follow me, uh, I usually only use Twitter, really, so it's at uh, Richard Reed VO. Um, and I think, let me just check. Okay. <laughs> let me check my Twitter. Yeah, Is this my Ri- username? At Richard Reed VO. On, on Bam. There it is. And then, of is. course, and then under the same name, I'm assuming for, like, if you're going on Audible and you're looking up, uh, like, the VA. Audible, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you can find mm-hmm. other bits and pieces that I've narrated. Awesome. All right, now, Thank Richard, you have, you seen, have, have you seen Biken's boobs? <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> What, do I want to? 